have seen and ear have not heard the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. And His presence is fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. When we fall in love with Jesus Christ, we will find that He is the sweetest and the best thing that has ever happened in our lives. All this world will do is say you a bunch of stuff that's no good. <laughs> what Jesus gives is true and is real and it's everlasting. As the writer said, not one promise has fallen or failed, but he is made. God says it, it's going to happen. We just have to have faith and wait and believe. On him. They that wait upon him shall not up in the wings as he goes. They shall run and not They shall run Bless the God who is so He is so good to us. So good to us. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. For being in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Such an awesome God. So thank you again for your prayers. Just mention about the prayer and fasting this week. Let me encourage you to part the prayer and fast I mentioned I will. You know, I was thinking flying every day while I was away praying seeking God. says, you know, my people are just rolling over and hitting the alarm clock. They see all the signs, they see all the things that are happening, they're not fakes. You know, we see that ISIS is taking over the Middle East and people are fleeing, the refugees are running. I don't know if you've seen the news or have been listening to the news. Thousands and thousands of people are fleeing Syria trying to get to Europe and uh, get away uh, from being persecuted and being killed. And so all these people are running. We've got wildfires all across the Midwest. Floods. Uh, chemicals being spilled into the rivers and all these things shootings and killing, as Brother Miller was talking about this morning uh, in his lesson a little bit this morning, uh, the town that's next to the one that I grow up in every day, there's a homicide. Every day I was home, there was a homicide. And uh, like I said, people don't value life anymore, you know, over stuff that's really Foolish robberies, you know, killing police, shooting police—all these things—and our nation still doesn't seem to want to wake up and realize that without God, we're nothing. You know, when they can put a woman in jail for standing up for her 
beliefs and her convictions, you know, and then the people that is doing wrong get to walk free. We've got a, we got a problem in Houston. We've got a major problem. And so we need to pray and, and for our world and that somebody would wake up and realize that our leaders, chosen leaders of this nation, would wake up and realize it can't be about party differences and everything, but this nation, the people, we all better wake up because it's just a matter of time that it's going to be right on our doorsteps. And so we need God in the land. Now is not the time to play church. Now is the time to be in the church because anything can be shaken, will be shaken. And so, so this week as you're praying and fasting, just pray that God's perfect will will be done in the land and that, you know, people would wake up, especially parents would wake up and, and realize what is actually taking place in their lives. Now, we've got to get back to the basics of life, you know, raising our children the way they're supposed to be raised according to the Word of God. Now, the Bible says if you spare the rod, you definitely spoil your child. Now is not the time. You can be your kids' friends, but they need to be a time that you do correct your children when they're wrong. Amen. They, they need it. If never before, now. You know, and you don't need to be letting your kids get all these tattoos and all this stuff over their body to try to please them. That is, that's just the work of the enemy, working in your children and in your life when you do that stuff. The Bible specifically, clearly spelled out, you do not mark your body for the dead. You do not paint your body as in the Word of God. And if you... You know, I don't care how much the other kids are doing it, but we need to stand firm on the word, a truth of God's word. I don't care how much the world says same-sex marriage is, is, is legal, it's wrong against the word of God. And we need to take a stand for truth. So don't support. I don't get behind that one bit if you say you're a Christian because if you do, it's going to pull you further away from God. I told you a while back, you know, God had told us to pray against every unclean spirit in this city. You need to be praying against them to stay out of your house. Because if they can get in, I promise you, it's going to destroy what you stand for. You've got to take a stand in your house, your home, for truth. Because it is this perversion, these unclean spirits. And Jesus said, when an unclean spirit is go out of a man, he walks through the earth. And when he don't find rest, he returns and he brings seven more of his friends that are wickeder than he is. So we have to set a, set a guard, set a watch. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is good.
precious. So, just for him today. Again, thank you so much for praying for me. Are we home? There were three baptisms, not in my family, but they have started a, a new preaching point in the hometown where I grew up, from the church that is a little bit uh, south of where I am. And uh, I was able to preach there last Sunday afternoon, and, and uh, three uh, individuals were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. So we're excited about that. Amen. One kid wanted to go to the ocean to be baptized. <laughs> so, so they took him out to the Atlantic Ocean and baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're excited about that. Amen. To the book of Romans this morning. Good to see everyone. Good to see Sister Angela. Amen. Back there. Amen. Good to have Brother Vermouth with us. Amen. Here this morning. All of you. Romans chapter 8. Verse 27 to 31. And he that searcheth the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate, destinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, to them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? And that's what I want to minister to you from that thought today. If God be for us, who can be against us? Father, we love you. We thank you again for your presence. We feel in this place, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, God, today. We truly appreciate you. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. You won't leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. And we thank you, Jesus. Amen. This day, in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Everybody remember this, right? Great book. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who that guy is. but uh, Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. The book of Rome, or the Romans, uh, the letter of Paul writes to the church at Rome is... A very unique book as you study it. And sometime in your devotion time and in your spare time, let me encourage you uh, to get into the epistles uh, as you're studying. Paul's letters to the church is designed for edification and spiritual growth. Amen. To the church. And you will find that Paul's writings uh, sometimes began to bring us to a standing point to realize who we really are in Christ Jesus. And this is his overall thrust when you look at Paul's writings uh, to bring us to an understanding of who you really are in Christ Jesus and how you should live your life and not be entertained and intermingled with wrongdoing. This is where Paul is trying to get us to see and what he wants us 
to see. He wants us to realize, Sister Barb, that you are a child of God. He wants you to realize that you repented of your sins. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Jeff. And he, he wants you to know that now there's something better and you need to move forth to these things that God has prepared for you. And he began to tell us that we know. In other words, as a child of God, you should know some things now because you're studying the Word of God and you've been around the church for a period of time now. You're, you're no longer to be a babe in Christ. You're to mature and you're to go on into perfection. And so Paul is trying to get us to realize that if God is for us, then who can be against us? He's trying to get us to see that no matter what I go through in my life as a child of God that all things are working together for my good. Amen. Maybe God is taking me through some things or through some valleys and through some some uh, jungles or whatever to get me to the point to where He wants me to be. And so I need to realize this as a child of God and realize that He's with me every step of the way. The book of Rome, as I said, is a little unique than some of the other letters or the epistles. And Paul breaks Rome down into two things. He breaks it down to doctrine and he breaks it down to edification. And as you read through the book of Rome, you will find that Paul does some teaching and doctrine, but at the same time, he edifies and he builds up and to try to get us to see the value and the importance of who we really are. He starts with the first chapter and let us know that he's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God, the salvation to everyone that believed, to Jews and also to the Greeks. And so he's trying to let us get a, a touch and feel the power and understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants you to understand that Jesus is the gospel. He is the death. He is the burial. He is the resurrection. And so Paul is so adamant about the doctrine and the teaching of Jesus Christ that in the 16th chapter he says, you mark them that call offense contrary to the doctrine uh, which you have received and you avoid him. He really wants us to understand the value of the doctrine because Jesus has said any man that will follow him shall know the doctrine and so we got to know the doctrine of Jesus Christ we've got to know the teaching and have an understanding because if I don't know the doctrine and the teaching then I won't know that all things work together for the good for me and then he edifies us, he builds us up, he calls us saints, he calls us the church, he calls us children of God uh, to uh, edify and to build us up here. Amen. So we find today that many people are just going through the motions because they're not studying and they're not searching the scriptures that, that Jesus told us to do so that we will know what is happening and to be able to pick up those good things that he has for us. Amen. God did not choose you to leave you. He, as Moses told the children of Israel, God did not bring you out to leave you. He brought you 
about to carry you in. Amen. God has taken you and I out of this world. He has given us truth. He has given us understanding so that we will see the value and the importance of a better place. Amen. He's just like Israel. He was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey and he would be their God and they would be his children. And it's the same for you and I today. And we got to realize this through the study of God's Word. Amen. Paul's undercurrent in the writing to the churches is to give us a wake-up call. Amen. He, he wants us to wake up and not hit the snooze button, but to, to wake up and to grow and to mature and, and the things of God here. He wants us not to murmur and complain and bellyache and, and bicker. Amen. He wants us to grow. He wants us to, to move on to perfection. Amen. He wants us to get our lives right and live for Jesus because that's the only thing that's mattering. When others' houses crumble, your will still stand strong. Amen. Paul says that he's trying to get you off the roller coaster. In other words, he don't want you up and down and around and like you're falling out the cart. He wants you to get in the straight path, amen, and live right for Jesus Christ, amen. So he calls for the church, amen, to wake up, amen, and to get it together. In the 8th chapter, Paul begins by saying, there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, uh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life and Christ has made us free from the laws of sin and death. And what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemned sin in the flesh, that we might be the righteousness of God, amen, of the law in God Christ Jesus, amen. See, we understand that if we live after the flesh... We're going to do the things after the flesh. But if you live after the Spirit, you'll do the things of the Spirit. Amen. But they that are in the flesh, He lets us know you can't please God. And the other time you can't please God is without faith. Amen. But you're not in the flesh. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the same Spirit that dwell in you. Amen. So notice he says, if the Spirit is in you, if you say you are a child of God, then you don't have anything to worry about. Amen. Because the same Spirit that quickened Jesus is going to resurrect you someday. Amen. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. We need to understand God purpose for us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul wants us to wake up. Amen. If there's ever been a time that the child of God need to wake up, it is now. Amen. 
Hallelujah. You should know that all things is working together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose. Amen. Don't let doubt and unbelief get into your mind where you don't think God is overlooking you and watching you and observing what you're doing. Amen. When God puts you in the boat, He's got His eye on you. The Scripture says His eye is on the sparrow and I know He's watching over me. Amen. God is on my side. This is why the psalmist says, the Lord is on my side. What can man do to me? I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and glorify the Lord. Amen. If absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you know what the requirement is to love God? To love yourself. If you don't love you, you won't love God. If you love you, you know what? You're going to want to go to heaven. If you love you, you're going to love God. Because you're going to say, I love me enough to go to heaven. I love me enough to live with Jesus forever and ever. That's right. I'm not going to burn. I'm I'm not... I love me too much to get burned. So I'm going to love God. And if I love me, you know, it's a prerequisite, Sister Angela. If I don't love me, I can't love you. That's right. Because love thy neighbor as If I don't love me, I'm not going to love you. And I love me because I don't want to burn. <laughs> so I'm going to love you. Amen. This is important. Amen. Praise God. God is for us. He's pushing back the darkness. He's on our side. Amen. He's lighting up the kingdom. Amen. It shall not be shaken. And you can shout it out. Amen. I don't no matter what you're going through in your life, He has given you exceeding precious promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. You have to get to that point that you realize that no matter what is facing in my life, it's going to work out for my good. Amen. He's going to be, He's going to take it. Somehow, my troubles, my trials, whatever I'm going through in my life, God is going to work it out for my good. Amen. And I'm going to be able to say, as the songwriter said, when I look back over my life and think things over, I can truly say I've been blessed because I've got a testimony from God of where I was and what He has brought me through and how He's protected me and how He's walked with me. And He has not left me, nor has He ever forsaken me. Praise God. When Joshua was chosen to lead... 
the children of Israel. Amen. And he came, amen, to the walls of Jericho. As soon as he was getting ready for the battle, the Bible says that Joshua went out uh, and he looked up uh, and he saw a man standing, Sister Sue, with his sword drawn. uh, And Joshua went to him and Joshua said to him, Are you for us? Are you for our foes? And he says, No, but I am one of the captains of the Lord of hosts. Amen. And as a result, Joshua realized, and Joshua fell on his face and began to worship. And he says, Take off your shoes, for the place you are standing is holy ground. You see, Joshua should already realize when he took the rings, God had already told him, As I was with Moses, I will be with you. There shall not be a man able to stand before you all the days of your life. Don't let the word of the law depart out of your mouth. Amen. Because as long as you do it, you will prosper and you will have good success. In other words, God says, Joshua, I'm putting you in charge. But don't you ever let this go. You talk about this continually when you're in your house. You talk about it. When you get up, you talk about it. When you're in the way, you talk about it. When you lay down, you talk about it. For then you will have good success and you'll be able to realize that I am with you and I'm not for against you. Hallelujah. Because if I talk about the Word of God, I do the Word of God. You'll find yourself doing it. The more you talk about it, when you're in your house, you talk about it. You see, don't you wind up doing it? It becomes a part of you. It edifies you. It builds you up. It lifts you up. Amen. God is on our side. He's pushing back the darkness. That's why Micah could say, Amen. They rejoice not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. If you fall seven down, seven times, Stephen, get up eight. Praise God. Don't lay there. Get up. And this is what Micah is saying in Micah 7 and 8. When I sit in darkness, I'm still going to be able to see the Lord working on my behalf. Amen. We got to understand. Matthew Henry put it this way. When we complain to the Lord of the badness of times, he says we ought to complain against ourselves for the badness of a heart. Let me say that again. Matthew Henry said, he's a commentary. When we complain to the Lord of the badness of times, we ought to complain against ourselves for the badness of our hearts. We must depend upon God to work deliverance for us in due time. We must not only look to Him, but look for Him. In our greatest distresses, we shall see no reason to despair of salvation if by faith we look to the Lord as our God, as our salvation. Amen. Praise God. We should have that confidence, as Paul says, inside of us that that there's nothing impossible for God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. And 
and we are able to do all things uh, through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. We've got to realize that just because the world is going to hell in a hay basket, if they don't repent, they will perish. Uh, Psalms 34, 16 says, Amen, the eyes of the Lord are against the wicked to cut them remembers off in the whole earth. Amen. If they don't repent, God will cut them off and they will not be remembered ever again. Praise God. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. If God goes before me, praise God. If God goes before me, and the Holy Ghost is in me, Stephen, who can be against me? If God goes before me, Brother Wayne, and the Holy Ghost is in me, and mercy and truth is behind me, goodness and mercy is behind me, who can be against me? If God goes before me, and the Holy Ghost is in me, and goodness and mercy is behind me, and truth is around me, who can be against me? If God is going before me, and the Holy Ghost is in me, and mercy and truth is behind me, and truth is around me, and I've got on the breastplate of righteousness, who can be against me if God is going for me, and the Holy Ghost is in me, and goodness and mercy is behind me, truth is around me, i got on the breastplate of righteousness, my feet is shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace, who can be against me if God is going for me? And the Holy Ghost is in me. And mercy and goodness and mercy is behind me. Amen. And truth is around me. And the righteousness is over me. And I've got on feet with this preparation of the gospel of peace. And I've got a shell of faith in my head. Who can be against me if God is going for me? The Holy Ghost is in me. Goodness and mercy is behind me. Truth is around me. I got on the breastplate of righteousness. I got my feet shod with the gospel and the preparation of peace. Amen. I got the shield of faith. And I got a helmet of salvation on my head. Who can be against me? If God is going before me. And I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me. And goodness and mercy is behind me. And I got on truth. Amen. And I got on the breastplate of righteousness. And my feet is shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. And I've got the shield of faith in my hand. And I've got the helmet of salvation on my head. And I've got the sword of the Spirit in my hand. Who can be against me if God is going before me? And I've got the Spirit in my soul. Amen. And I've got goodness and mercy is behind me. And I've got truth around me. And I've got on the breastplate of righteousness. And my feet is shot with the gospel of the preparation of peace. I got the shield of faith. I got on the helmet of salvation. I got the sword of the Spirit. And I'm on my knees in prayer. Who can stand 
against me. If God is going before me, and I've got the Spirit inside of me, and I've got goodness and mercy behind me, and i got truth around me, and i got on the breastplate of righteousness, and my feet is shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace, and I've got the shield of faith, I've got the helmet of salvation, I've got the sword of the Spirit, I'm on my knees in prayer, and I come up worshiping God who can be against me. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ask Job, won't he come through? Ask Job, is he on your side or not? Job says, I'll sit here, I'll scrape the boils uh, until God comes through. Because I know my Redeemer lives, and He will stand upon the earth in the latter days. Job says, I know my day is coming. All I've got to do is just wait uh, on the Lord, uh, and He will come through for me. That's all you've got to do, is learn how to wait uh, upon the Lord. Don't take matters into your own hands. Wait upon God. Amen. He will come through for you. He has promised you, I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. I know what you're facing. I know what you're going through. Just wait on God. As Paul and Silas, what a young like the jail, when you begin to worship, when you begin to praise Him, no matter how you feel in the dungeons of life, you just wait on God. Just keep worshiping. Just keep praising God and see one he unlock the door. Wait for Paul. Ask Peter, won't God unlock the jail cell and bring you out uh, of your situation when you are going through it in your life, when the church is praying for you? Amen. Just learn how to just trust God and wait on Him. Isn't it amazing, Sister Angelique? Peter's sleeping in jail and he's going to die the next day. <laughs> but the church is interceding for him. The Lord told Peter, you're old. Peter's still young. He's young in this. And he realized God is with him. And exceeding precious promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. God is on my side. That's the root one takes your situation and make it totally better for you in every situation. I'm here to tell you, ask Esther, want to get you in off your back when they're constantly nagging at you and provoking you with their evil and their anger. Amen. Calling you all in the matters of name falsely for his sake. Amen. Won't he get your enemy off your back? As Daniel, won't he shut the lion's mouth uh, when everybody is accusing you of serving God? Uh, amen. He'll shut the lion's mouth. He'll bring you out. Uh, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, won't he be the fourth man in the fire? Won't he be right there with you? Because 
because he had already told them, when you walk through the fire, I'll be with you. When you're in the rivers, I'll be with you. When you're in the flood, I'll be with you. These things are written, Paul says, for our example to the intent, amen, that we might find hope. If God was with them, he's got to be with me. He can't change who he says he's going to be and what he said he was going to do. If I love him, he's got to do what he said he's going to do. He can't turn his back. He has to fulfill his promises to me. He has to fulfill his word to me. If not, he would be a liar. But God is not a liar. That, amen, he's a man, amen, of almighty God. He's a man of war. And God will come through for me. He will stand firm for me. Just wait and see. If God be for me, who can be against me? Everybody else might as well get on my side. Amen. Because he's going to fight my battles. I don't have to fight. Amen. All I got to do is take it to the Lord and watch and see. Isaiah, he puts it this way in 41.10. He says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confound. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contend with thee, that they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand unto thee, saying, Fear not, I will help you. Amen. Hear what God says. He says, Don't be afraid. He says, I will help you. Amen. David says, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee, send thee help from the sanctuary, and strengthen thee out of Zion. Now I know that the Lord will save his anointed. He will hear them from his holy hill, from the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots uh, and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Uh, Save, Lord. Let the king hear us uh, when we call. Amen. Stand upright. Uh, Don't walk around with your head down because you're going through things in your life. Don't get discouraged uh, when it doesn't seem like it's a sunny day because the sun is still shining. Even though there's a black cloud between you and the sun, the sun is still shining and God can still see what is going on. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's right here with us every step of the way. Hallelujah. There shall no evil befall thee. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow 
of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that He's my refuge, my fortress, and my God, and whom I will trust. Surely, amen, He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers, and under His wing I shall trust. His troops shall be my shield and my buckler. Amen. Hallelujah. A thousand can fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your own eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, which is the Most High, which is my God, my refuge, your habitation. I'm here to tell you, God is for you. He's pushing back the darkness. He's oh, He's lighting up the kingdom that shall not be shaken. If God is going before you, brother, to move, uh, amen, and the Holy Ghost is in you, and goodness and mercy is behind you, who can stand against you, amen? God is around you. He will lead you. He go before you, amen. You don't have to worry what you're facing in this life. God is for us. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Hallelujah. What a promise. There should be no man able to stand before you all the days of your life. What a promise. Call upon me in the times of trouble. I'll hear you. I'll deliver you. And you'll glorify my name. Amen. Praise God. If God be for us, who can be against us? Just have faith in the power of the Lord. Keep going forward. Never look behind you. Keep going forward. Never look behind you. Just have faith in the power of the Lord. By faith, be fearless. Fighting in the battle. Amen. Because he's going before us. He's going before us. He's follow me. I am the infantry. <laughs> Maybe that's where the infantry school got that saying from an iron mite down there at Fort Benning, Georgia, Sister Bell. And out like that. Maybe they read the scriptures. Because the Bible says God is a man of war. <laughs> I believe God is iron might down there at Fort Benny, Georgia. Brother Bell out there on that spoon like that. Just come on, follow me. I am the infantry. Queen of battle. <laughs> Praise God. The battle belongs to him. But Jehoshaphat says, Lord, they said, Jehoshaphat, the Amorites, the Moabites are coming out against us. Jehoshaphat just went to the Lord and said, Lord, see these guys, Ammon and Moab, who you would not let us conquer when we came out of Egypt. Now watch and see what they're doing. Now, we don't have the strength to take care of them. But our eyes are on you. Because, God, you know what you said? That's what Jehoshaphat did, Brother Bill. He just told God what he said. He said, God, you know what you said? You said when our enemies are bigger than we are, 
if we come to this place, the house of God, and call upon you, you will heal us. Now, look what they're doing. And our eyes are on you to fulfill what you said you would do. And God spoke through the prophet, tongues and interpretation. (laughs) And he said, hear Judah and King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. You shall not have to fight in this thing. Matter of fact, if you want to go be a spectator on the side, just go down to Mar and just sit down along the edge and watch and see what I would do. And notice what Jehoshaphat did. So, hey, Judah, guess what? Now in Jerusalem, hear me. We're going out to Mar, but I got to put the choir out front. <laughs> so give me the choir, get the choir in the front, and soldiers behind, and then we all go down. We're going to see what God is going to do. And they went down, brother, to move and just took them a seat. And God destroyed all their enemies. And it took them three days to clean up the battlefield. And it never was one hand. God will fulfill what he said he would do. Just hold him to his word. Love him and hold him to his word. And see it only accomplish what he said he's going to do. Amen. As the musicians play this morning, amen. And you want to come to the altar and pray or worship or whatever you want to do. Run, leap over the pews, sing from the chandelier. Whatever you want to do, amen. God is for us. Amen. Who can be against us? Amen. Praise God.